Welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast, Justin Bedford alongside Noah Russo. And basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using the promo code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Baseball fans, you may have missed out on the season-long fantasy, so now's the time to get in on all the daily fantasy action where DraftKings has even more ways to make it rain. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players, so what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN during sign-up this week DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN, and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Only at DraftKings, minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Noah, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. Uh, just packing up to uh, to move out of, out of the place here soon, so... Um, yeah, lots of lots of disorganization going on right now, but uh, got a couple of days. We'll figure it out. We'll I'm sure out. you will. I have we'll, no we'll doubt find, about that. We'll find a way. Find a way for sure. But uh, well, yeah, I don't know. Th- th- things are good. It's, you know, summer's coming up here. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Perhaps. I mean, we're still in mm-hmm. lockdown here, so not too much fun. Yeah, that's. It's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting how that to see how that goes because. So I was talking to my mom a couple days ago. She was saying like people in nursing homes in Quebec are still waiting like four months later for their second dose. Damn. And I'm like, like, it's like not okay. I, I'm sure Ontario is in a very similar situation, but. Yeah, like like all my grandparents here, they all have their shots. They're just, but they're waiting for their second dose. Exactly. And but, I mean, India is kind of losing it right now. Um, I think Pakistan's in the same uh, same boat. So uh, I don't know what's gonna happen. We will see. Looking like it might just be an indoor summer right now at yes. home alone. Lots of FIFA for you in Canada. Yes, me in Canada, you, you know, down there in New York, do whatever, have have fun. Exactly. You know, I'll just I'll just be over here jealous. <laughs> uh, but not so bad because we watched last night the Florida Panthers finally getting a win over the Carolina Hurricanes uh, for only the the second time this year. Uh, our first time this year. 
they've they've had they've had the Panthers number all year. I mean, a few OT losses, a few. Um, I think there was a shootout loss in there too. So it's it's not that the Panthers aren't like on the same level. They just haven't been able to to you know get lucky enough and, and win a game. Because at that point, if you're you know it's after regulation, if if you're still tied, I, the odds are pretty much 50-50 of winning. Yeah, like to me, it's like it's it's interesting because I think they've they've lost to Carolina a bunch this year, but they found they've lost for different reasons, right? Right. Right. Like sometimes, like they, they you know they've run into some really good goaltending. Sometimes, you know, special teams have been a huge factor. Power play's been brutal against the Hurricanes this year. Um. So like, there's different ways that they've they found a way to lose. The only constant has been pretty much just Vinny Trocheck, you know racking up points against his, his former team. And yeah, he, he, he had a really nice opportunity in overtime and right before the goal, actually. So really, really happy. He didn't capitalize on that. Yeah. You just, you, yeah. Anytime they're playing the, the hurricanes and I see Vinny out there, like he just finds a way, like he had that one a few weeks ago where it was like from like no angle on Chris Drieger and it like bounces up way in the air and then hits him in the back and goes in. And it just, it's devastating, but I mean, good, good for him, you know, having success, but if he could do it against the other division teams, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. I could do that. But yeah, getting the win, big comeback last night, Barkov doing it all, getting it done in OT uh, on, on a nice little sneaky shot there. Very sneaky indeed. Yes. I mean, yeah, he just, he continues to keep cooking. The, the nine one one line looks phenomenal. They really do. I mean, I aside think, from uh, the one game, not this one, but the one before against Carolina where they didn't really do much, but they just create a ton of opportunities. They like, do, don't they? Like, you can't really explain like how much better Sam Bennett looks with, with the Panthers than with Calgary this season. It, it's yeah. And he's just, he is that perfect fit on the line. Like it is, Pretty much, Huberto gets the puck to Duclair in motion. Duclair winds it up ice, and then Bennett cashes in the rebound if it's there. Like, it just – they work so well together. It's unbelievable. So much fun to watch. Absolutely. To have that kind of success with guys who really haven't played together that much. I mean, even Duclair, he's not even been here a full year uh, playing with Huberto. And then Sam Bennett's only been here five or six games. And has just, you know, a lot like that line has just been phenomenal. And it allows, you know, Wenberg to play in that third line spot, which I think is better suited for what he does. It, it really is. And I got a few looks last night. It was. Oh, shoot. You're cutting out. Hold on. It's saying my internet connection's unstable. I have no trouble believing that. Yeah. Well, so I have no clue what you said there. Um, but I was I can, just saying that I was impressed with uh, Wenberg's Wenberg's play. Yeah, I, I watched. I was watching him last night, and you got his, he had some really nice looks last night. He had some nice looks too. To me, the defensive end really like he was you know stealing pucks, knocking pucks loose, getting in passing lanes. Like his defensive game on the penalty kill, 
uh, really impressive to me. Absolutely. Uh, Special it, teams it, is so, is so paramount and it, it's awesome that he's able to, to step in and, you know, take on that responsibility. Yeah. Which has just been phenomenal. Uh, the penalty kill has been pretty solid. The power play has gone pretty cold here uh, recently. So can only assume we're going to see some changes here to, to the Florida Panthers power play coming up. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because I thought there were some really nice, uh, you know, like in that first game with Gusev, they scored on the power play. I thought that was really impressive. And then it just – it's gone cold, you know. It's not really not ideal. No, not not a great time of year for for your your special teams to go cold. But and I think I think a lot of it too is just not having Aaron Ekblad there. Uh, he, he he was such an important part of just the Florida's offense in general. Is losing him is so devastating, both for the power play and just I mean your defense in general. He's he, he was killing it offensively. Yeah, he, he really was. He was having a terrific year uh, playing like a top 10 defenseman in the league. And huge loss for the team. But they, I think that, yeah, they got to try something with the power play. They got to get something going. Yeah. Um, um, mix it up. I don't know exactly know what that means. I mean, Quenville obviously will have an, an idea. But... Something has to change. I 100% agree. Um, I'm excited to see what, but for now, it really seems like... Because the recipes worked before is the issue. Yeah, it's worked before. and yeah. then, But sometimes, you know, if you roll out the same thing time and time again, teams are going to pick up on that. Like when you're playing the same teams nine times a year, if you do the same thing every single power play, teams are going to figure that out. Pretty quickly, and want to get you know they're gonna change it. I would love to see, uh, I'd love to see Declare find a spot in there, maybe, just because I think he's so like he's such a good skater, right? That I think you get more movement in the power play, right? You know, kind of get the trying to get the penalty killers mixed up a bit, and see if like he can generate something that way because I. I really don't know. Also, before I, you know, we forget here. Uh, big shout out to Keith Yandel for a uh, second. Second, I- the Ironman streak. Yep, he's getting there. He he really. I mean, he has less than a season left to to catch up, right? I believe so. I believe he's close. I'm just gonna pull it up now uh, to see where he's at. Sole possession of second, and he is currently. 49 games behind Doug Jarvis. Yeah, that's 49 games ain't bad at all. No, I mean it is unbelievable. It's unbelievably impressive to to play that many games in a row with no injuries. Just unbelievable. And it's crazy too, because you look at the list and he's not the only active player that's that's there right now. Right? Like Marlowe's very close, uh, the all-time scheme played leader. Phil Kessel's right there too. So it'll be interesting to see see what players do. Brent Burns is a ways back, but 588 is not too bad. I mean, it's it, absolutely 
like crazy to think about it, right? Yeah, to play to not just nine hundred straight games. Yeah, like, that's over ten seasons. Like you have not missed a game, and he's he's been close, especially this year. But somehow finds a way to just he came back. So and he's awesome. I mean, absolutely crazy to think about. Yeah, nine hundred. So, like, so think about it like this. Like, so I'm graduating university this year. The last time Keith Yandel missed a game, I was nine years old. Like, that is mind blowing. Yeah, and he was playing for. <laughs> it's it's insane. Like, what a power horse. Yeah, like there's just, it's just unbelievable to be able to play that that many games so good good for him good for him and hopefully you know fingers crossed uh he can get there and i mean we remember you know at the start of this season when it looked like that it was the streak was going to come to an end just because he was going to get scratched uh yeah and then he found you know and then things worked themselves out he found his way in and um you know he's done you know pretty much what he's always done this season you know bring the offense and no defense no defense. No defense. <laughs> no, no, no. No. Yeah, you you love Keith Yandel in the offensive zone, not so much in the defensive zone. You love him on the power play too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's a specialty guy. Uh, and he, he's pretty he's pretty good at it. Um but yeah, so I was thinking for this episode of the podcast, you know, we talk about Panthers, obviously. Uh, but maybe share, I don't know, some more personal stuff, you know, just more hockey-related questions. So I wanted to ask you, what has been your favorite memory watching hockey, the, your favorite moment that you've watched, either live or on TV? Uh, favorite moment? My first NHL game was was impressive. It was like January 2007. It was Montreal versus buffalo and i was really that was like that was like buffalo still had their nice jerseys back then um was that i am referring to the black gray and white red ones with the with like the buffalo head of course Um, the the best jerseys exactly and i was like so excited because my favorite player growing up was was danny briere right of course honestly i remember one thing from that from that game and it was Michael Ryder scoring like the game winner in the third period came in. He was a, he's a lefty. He came in on the left wing and just like ripped a shot from like right above the circles and scored. Um, that was, that was special. Yeah, that's but, right. That's a good one. Yeah. That's like the only thing I remember about it is Michael Ryder just coming in and sniping. Yeah. I, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. It was also Buffalo versus Toronto a couple years ago. Austin Matthews' OT winner. Right. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but, I mean, just a ridiculous. Well, I, I mean, you know, we, yeah. we are surrounded constantly by Leafs fans, so, yes, I know what you're Ridiculous about. wrist shot. That was, that was awesome. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much, pretty much my, my most significant ones, I'd say. Uh, yeah. See, like, I have a lot of like, like, I honestly don't remember the first NHL game I went to. 
Really? Like almost like not how enough. old were you? Because in, in like, 07, January 07, I was seven years old. That, that was my first time. No, like I was probably around the same age. Really? And I, I, like, I remember it was Calgary, Carolina. And like, I can remember like where we were sitting and, but I can't, I couldn't even remember the score. So must not have been a great game. But favorite game, I think like favorite moment, there's a couple, like, I saw a game in Toronto, the Air Canada Center, when I was probably around the same age, probably like eight or so. And uh, it was the it was Leafs Oilers. Leafs won it, but Mark Antoine Pouliot for the Oilers had a penalty shot, which was like you'll love it because you never see penalty shots. No, right? So I was like. I was stoked about that, and we were at the far end, but he came in. I think it was Raycroft and Net, and he did pump fake backhand shelf, and it was Ooh. unreal. And I, I can literally picture it in my head right now. Yeah, and it would have been, yeah, you know, shelf it, you know, pop the water bottle a bit. Basically like what Sidney Crosby did against the, the Habs that one time. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Jose Theodore was in net for that. That's That's like I see that every month for some reason. It comes up like – one of the dirtiest backhands, like oh, so good. I mean, so I good. know the water bottle was probably empty, but still, it went flying. Yeah, it just took off. Yeah, that, that's that, that's an iconic one. Uh, so this one wasn't that nice, but same idea. Still, I mean, penalty shot in person. I I don't think I've ever experienced one. Yeah, I don't think so. Like junior games, but never an NHL game. Yeah, so that's the that's the only time I've ever I've ever been at a game where there's been a penalty shot. So that was super cool. Um, I think other ones. I went to a, a Battle of Alberta game, Oilers Flames, and the Canadian Prime Minister at the time, Stephen Harper, was at the game, like ten seats away. And that that's was pretty, pretty cool. That's that was cool. pretty cool. And like you know, he had all his security, and during the intermission, you would you know, fans lined up to take pictures with him. So that that was kind of fun. Um, in Florida, though, I have a couple Panthers ones. Uh, the yeah, first the Barkov one, goal. Well, the Barkov goal against Montreal, which was just unbelievable. I couldn't believe that, that he pulled that off with a guy mm-hmm. back-checking on him like that. that, was, that that's up there for sure. Uh, and then the other one was Panthers-Oilers. Oilers is a common theme amongst them because I see them a lot just because of their throat. Of course. They're just always around. Um but that was, it was it was like years ago, and it went to a shootout, and Devin Dumnik was the Oilers goalie at the time, and I forget who the Panther shooter was, but he just like skated out and went with like the flying poke check on it, and got it, and I was like, it was unreal, it was sick save. Yeah, that's pretty. Cool. And you know you don't you don't see it too much, you know, in the shootout these days. No, you don't. Guys like you know usually the goalies are backing in, but he said no. And so that, that one was cool too. I think Novak Djokovic was at that game too. <laughs> just been to that's that's hilarious. Yeah, just just big Panthers fan, Novak Djokovic. Yeah, famous famous people follow you to hockey. Well, they're always around, and I mean, you know, Panthers are. Some have said the Panthers are, you know, must watch, you know, entertainment. So that makes sense why, you know, the Joker would be there. 
Absolutely. My favorite favorite memory of like a game of like watched like live on TV though, I think is probably the Sidney Crosby goal. He scored versus Tampa Bay where he like slid on one knee at like the end of the period and like dove. Was that the cross crease pass? Yeah. And he's like diving and sliding. That one for me. Unreal. Honestly, I was watching the Vancouver Montreal this year, like the very beginning when Tyler Toffoli scored that goal. Oh yeah. Like between the legs. I was like, Oh damn. Like that was, I was like, but Favorite non-NHL hockey memory? I'll go with 2000 and I think it was 17. It was this. I got to see both semifinals for the World Juniors in Montreal. So the first one was USA, Russia. Second one was Canada, Sweden. Um, That was the year that Canada lost in the shootout in the final to the U.S., but Russia and the U.S. went to a shootout in their semifinal. And not realizing it went to five, the Russians actually thought they won after the third shot. No way. And some of them actually like came out in the ice and everyone's kind of looking at each other like, oh, what's going on? And then they like go back. And of course, they lose the game. Of and I was sitting, I was sitting literally like less than 10 rows behind the net. Oh, that's super cool. Unbelievable experience. Um, and then I, I think Canada, Canada like started like, like down two nothing or three nothing to to Sweden, but then they, they 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 came back and it wasn't even a contest anymore. Yeah, I mean, you know, that, that's just you know how it's done. Yeah, but that's. I mean, that was that was honestly that was that was really fun. Yeah, I think the, the only World Juniors game I've ever been to was uh, it was Canada-Latvia. So not not a heavyweight matchup by any means. But uh, the one Latvian player had, like, the nicest goal where he, like, came in on, like, a breakaway and, like, took a snapshot, sails over the net, bounces off the glass, comes back in front, and he bats it in. It was all planned. Yeah, it was, it was like, I was like, wow, what a great set play from the guy. Um, but then they lost like 8-1. So it didn't really matter that much. But that like, because other than that, like, yeah, we don't, I've not seen, I mean, we've seen oh, like World Junior Camps. And- I got, yeah, I got free tickets. I think the year that the World Juniors were in Toronto. Yeah, 2015. I got free tickets for an exhibition game. It was Canada versus Czech Republic. And it was exhibition. So half the team wasn't playing. I remember Max Domi and McDavid were playing. But, and it was general admission. It was like Concordia University's uh, hockey arena. Right. Literally just uh, stands on only one side. rink right yeah spot sat down and like right before the game the entire like b team for canada not really b team because it was like it's canada it's canada but like you know and like half the players b team made it half the players of a team made it um 
they literally sat right in front of us and I have a t-shirt signed by all of them. I mean, like Anthony Duclair's on there. Uh, he's just Fucali's on there. It was just so cool. That's that super cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Panthers legend, Anthony Duclair. Yes, sir. Uh, was, uh, that was pretty cool. You, you knew it at that time. You already knew that he was going to be a Panther at that time. You could tell it. You could tell. Well, very similar to Sam Bennett, where you just look at Anthony Duclair and he just looks like a Panther, <laughs> you know? You just he get really that does. feeling, you know, you know, you know, some players just like seem like they, you know, they fit with a certain team. Um, the other one for me, uh, just watching on TV and thinking of hockey moments was, uh, I remember watching my dad was at the game at Matt Sundin's 500th goal, the OT winner versus mm-hmm. Calgary. So I remember watching that one. That one was pretty cool. Cause he was, he was at the game with Doug Gilmore, I think. Um, so that was, that was pretty cool. Like all the Leafs legends were there. Um, but like junior hockey, I, see, I don't really, I haven't been to many junior games. Like I've seen like the Hitman play in Calgary a couple of times, but they're always pretty terrible. Yeah, because I grew up like going to junior hockey. That was uh, we had season tickets for a few years. Like that was that 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 was the hockey you went to, and it was obviously there's no NHL team in Quebec City, and that's why. And I wasn't young enough to uh, i'm not old enough to have experienced the nordiques but i junior hockey was like the next greatest thing and like it, it's interesting because the f- the first years i started going was like they were getting between eight and eleven thousand people every night and then yeah. when i left it was probably closer to six so six is probably generous um but yeah, junior hockey was a huge part. I got to go to the Memorial Cup in Quebec City. That was awesome. Oof. Neon Leon Dreisaitl. Um, MVP. Kelowna Rockets. Uh, Anthony Sorelli with the Oshawa Generals. That was that was a really cool experience as well. Um, yeah, I think Josh Morrissey was on that Rockets team too. Josh Morrissey, Dreisaitl, Nick Merkley. Yeah, Nick Merkley kind of fell off. No, I still think I love Nick Merkley. He's he in the to, Devils organization now. Yeah, he was in the Taylor Hall trade. Well, he's, he yeah. lost like a couple of years to injuries. Yeah. So that's tough, but I like Nick Merkley. But the only time, my only memory from a junior hockey game was like I was watching the Hitman play one year and there was a couple of players who were hurt and not playing that night. So they were like in the concourse, like signing autographs for people. And like I was pretty, I was youngish. So I didn't really know the, the Hitman or the players that well. But it was uh, Canucks legend Jake Vertanen got his. Oh autograph. wow! Which is not that exciting, but if you think about the good it, players it, that they, it that, is though. Well, because the Hitmen don't produce good players, right? As, as no, really, like, like, even yeah. So if you think about their notable players, he, he's up there. He definitely is. Like him, Martin Jones. Yikes. So yeah, that gives you an idea. Yeah. So that like, yeah, junior, junior hockey. I, I really watch a ton of it. My best sporting experience though, was I went to a lacrosse game, like a box lac- indoor lacrosse game. Oh yeah. I've and never been to one. So to preface this is like, I got this text on my phone. Right. And it was from my, my contact and it said, it said Nate. Right. So that was my friend, Nate. Mm-hmm. And he's like, do you want to go to the lacrosse game tonight? Right. And I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. Sure. Why not? Right. Uh, and so like I show up at the, the Saddledome in Calgary and it turns out 
I had misread the contact and it wasn't Nate. It was my friend, uh, Renee, whose contact was Nay. And so it was just like me and her. And I was like totally caught off guard too, right? And I looked terrible because, you know, I thought I was just going out, you know, yeah. with my boy Nate. So I was like, oh, shoot. And she had, she, I don't know how she got the tickets. She had never been to a cross game. I had never been. And we show up and we're like sitting like in like the 300s, whatever. But that sport is crazy. And like the production value, like it was just like, first of all, the mascot is the Calgary Roughnecks and their mascot is a, like a badger. Really? Yeah, and just, like before the game, like the like ceremony, the badger comes flying out on an ATV doing like jumps and tricks, and I'm like, "What is this?" And then like they're playing, and like mid play, the announcers like screaming at the players, and like yelling <laughs> the commentary, and the crowd's going like nuts, and it's just like a random regular season game. And I was like, "Where am I right now?" Like, it's wild, isn't it? Like they, you literally are allowed to slash. Yeah, you just you just. Chop guys lacrosse is a lacrosse is a wild sport in general yeah you really you really don't have to like if you, you can't play that sport and care about your safety exactly you have to not care whatsoever what happens to your body if you're playing lacrosse mm-hmm. but so that was that was by far one of my favorite like sporting experiences that i did not expect because i knew nothing about lacrosse or anything and that was just wild how like incredible that was um so my last question actually i got a couple questions here but so we're talking hockey like you know moments what's one like hockey moment that you wish you could have like witnessed live it's a tricky one and i didn't i didn't prep you for this question because i thought of it no, like it could be any, like if you could witness any hockey moment ever. The miracle on ice. Well, yeah, that's the, like, that's the most obvious answer. No doubt about answer. it. No doubt about it. Okay. You want another? Fine. Um, well, it's like, that's so obvious. I mean, it's, it's obvious because it's the only true right answer. Um, okay. Wait, wait, you go first. I already so, said, well, I would call I already for me, like you're American, so like miracle means more to you than it does to me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I got a few here that have got locked and loaded. Uh, one, so my the preface, my favorite player growing up was Ryan Smith. So to see Ryan Smith last game, you know, with the oh, tears I, and everything. I didn't think you were going that route. You thought I was going playoff Ryan Smith? No, nah, I thought you were going uh, versus Dallas when he fed Hemsky in the last minute, and then they went on to win it in OT after Stepan missed the net. The MTL. Oh, I was actually going to say that for like one of my favorite moments watching live on TV because I remember that one. That one's oh, yeah. crazy. But and then like some other ones, and like one's kind of a cop out. It's not really an NHL one, but like uh, the World Juniors one, Canada USSR, like the punch up where they had to turn off the lights. Yeah, that was <laughs> <laughs> like okay. I don't know if I'd want to like be there like. Per se, like, you'd be like, "What's happening?" I don't think it'd be like um, maybe the safest one, but like that would be like pretty cool. Just like, you, this one's gonna like just to feel the atmosphere that was there. The 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 Boston Toronto game seven, because I, yeah. I think the atmosphere in TD Garden at that time at for that game must have been like one of the best and just 
Well, and that's it's such true. a good hockey arena too, because it's so steep, right, in the stands. Yeah. So you're like on, like it's so it's like so intimate as a setting. That's a good one. Uh, another one for me, because I feel like you should probably pick like a Stanley Cup one, right? That's and, exactly what I was trying to think. But like, here's the thing: so the Panthers have never won the Stanley Cup, so we can't default to that, right? So. I think the like the, the only one for me that I think would have been really cool would be uh, Joe Sackick's underhand pass to to Ray Bork for his first Stanley Cup. Like that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Like that I was mean, at home too. Yeah, at home he's waited twenty something years. You know, I think that one would be pretty special. But man, like there, there's a lot of good ones. I was gonna say even the Kings. The Kings' first cup. Oh yeah, like they the, they won. Uh, that must have been that must have been pretty remarkable. Um, any Stanley Cup game, to be honest. Yeah, any Stanley Cup. Any Stanley Cup game, game. would be unreal. Especially um, if it's like a, a the the actual like deciding game. Yeah, and like I feel like another common answer would probably be Bobby Orr, like flying goal. Oh yeah, that was the like, Stanley Cup final too. Yeah, like so, I feel like like that's got to be up there. Even um, like honestly, honestly, any like series clincher too is pretty pretty epic. Yeah, I was thinking uh, like if like a series clincher in OT. Oh, you know which one? Uh, St. Louis versus Detroit when. Uh, Iserman just slap shot. Like, yeah, just ripped it from the blue line after taking it away from Gretzky. That would have been that would have been really cool. That was game seven of like the Western Conference. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, there's so many good ones. So many really, really good moments. Um I would have loved to have been Roberto Luonga retirement night might have been pretty cool too. You know? Yeah. Like there, there are some good Panthers. It was tough because the Panthers are not, you know, an older franchise, right? So they lack some of the history that, you know, other teams have. That's true. Which is the thing, like, like, I don't care about, like, any of these. Like, you know, I'm not, like, a diehard, like, Avs fan. But to see that Stanley Cup win would have been pretty cool, right? Like, they're just – they're cool hockey moments more than anything. Or yeah. even, like, even, like, Tamu Solani. Like, I hate the Ducks, but, like, Tamu Solani winning – that that cup in 07 like that's pretty cool too you know and you see it all the time too in that like nhl ad where they're like there are no words that you like, yeah it's the best that's easily the best ad they, they've ever made absolutely it's just it's it just so chills you, you watch it you watch it before the playoffs begin every year and it just fires me right up and this year too like with the panthers being in like it's i can't wait Yeah, there, there's some, oh. yeah, there's some really good ones. There's so many. Yeah. I feel like and just even seeing just like a super old hockey game would be kind of cool where it's like so different from, from what it is now. Yeah. Like a game like the even thing. a game in the nineties, you know? When there were just like no rules and everyone was just like hacking each other. Literally, you were allowed to hook. Yeah, you watch it. You watch any game before like 1996 because that's that's when there was the the CBA. 
any game before 96 is just absolutely wild. In fact, speaking of Stanley Cup finals, Montreal-Boston in the 70s. Montreal won like two straight or three straight against Boston. And you see after, after the game, the, 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 Montreal is celebrating at TD Garden. And I, actually, it's not TD Garden. It was, uh, uh, what was it called? Boston Garden? Yeah, the Boston Garden. Yeah, su- um, super, super tricky name there, right? Really tricky name. Um, <laughs> and you see fans jump onto the ice. They go up to Canadians players and just start taking their gear. That's true. People, people are walking around with sticks. And I'm like, first of all, you're a fan. Second of all, that's not even yours. It's it's crazy. I think that that was just I'm like watching that during the pandemic because it was everything was on repeat in Quebec. And I'm like, what's happening? Like, is nobody gonna stop them? Where's security? No, the it's, they literally just, they're on the ice. They're like grabbing sticks, grabbing gloves, helmets. And I'm like, what's happening? Yeah, that's nuts. No, like the game was so different, like back then. Just like, like literally, if you're a forward, like if you just got to skate through a bunch of hooks, but like once you get to the goalie, like it's basically free goal at that point because the goalie yeah. sucked. Yeah. <laughs> you just had to battle your way. Now it's like you can just glide through in on net, but. The goalie's probably gonna rob you. Like, exactly. Oh, it's it's crazy. Like if you want like absolute mayhem too, like the uh, the Buffalo Dallas Stanley Cup final, skate in the yeah. crease. Yeah, that would have been. But the more I like learn about that, the more I'm like, the more I agree with the NHL's decision. No, no like I agree. Like, they with have the... a justification. It's in place. Like you can't really say that it's. It was all in the change of possession, right? That, that was all the – how do you define a change in possession? So a change in possession, I believe the league defines as when you can make a hockey move with the puck. And then what a hockey move is, like, tricky. But, like, I agree with the justification. It's a, subju- it's a subjective No, rule. like, I, I, I agree. I would agree with the decision. And it's just a dumb rule in general to have. So That's like, true. That's right? true. Right? So ignore that. But just the absolute, like, chaos and pandemonium. Like honestly, same thing with like Chicago's like Patty Kane's goal. Everyone, you, you would just say, yeah, like when it was, he was the only one who knew. So there, like, yeah, there's there's some iconic moments for sure. That that you could pick. Or like honestly, I, we we could have like an entire podcast just on this. We really could, and like, and I know honestly, and like, I know we rip on the Sabers a lot, but I would love to have just seen like Dominic Hasek in his prime, just in any game. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I the, the Scott Stevens hit on Paul Korea and then Korea coming back and, and scoring the game winner. I think that would have been insane. I mean, I think like that. See, that, I was thinking that one, but that one's kind of tricky because it's like knowing what you know now about like it's how. Bit, yeah, pa- it's a bit sad. Like the guy doesn't even fuck. Like he doesn't even remember like those two days or something. No, so it's like I think like if you were in that moment and you witnessed that and you didn't know about, you know, all the, the, the brain injuries and how that, that plays out with Paul Correa. I think it would be sick, but like going back and you know all that stuff now, I think it would just be it kind of dampen that a bit. I would love, I would love to see a line brawl in person. Ooh. Like a complete line brawl, 5v5. 
I'm not even asking for the goalies so, to fight, although that would be a significant okay. that that would be really cool. But if I could have like a full line brawl, that I think that would be amazing. So actually, I have one, and I don't know. I actually I totally blanked on this when I was thinking of my favorite like in-game moments. But I was at the game where it was Calgary Vancouver. And they just dropped him right off the bat. And John and then, Tortorella. And then Bob Hartley and John Tortorella are just literally like going at each other's throats. That yeah. was, I can't believe you were that. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So that Cause, one was. Because John Tortorella started it, right? He put out his fourth line for the. No, Cal- no Calgary, Calgary at home ice. So Calgary put out their fourth line to start the game. And then because Calgary put out their fourth line, John Tortorella said, screw it. I'm going to put no. out my fourth line. Visiting team has to announce their starting line. Right, first, right. No? Sorry. Yeah, so the opposite. So John Torello started his fourth line, so yeah. Bob Hartley put his fourth line out, and then they just went nuts. Because something happened in the game before that they that they played. I can't remember. There was a reason why. Yeah, there was definitely some beef. I can't there. remember what it was, but there was definitely a reason why. But it's so it was so weird, too. It's just like you show up at a game, and like you're not really expecting that. Like You just sit down, and like immediately pandemonium. So... That one, that one was pretty cool, but we were sitting pretty high up, so you know they get the There's same. Three feel. fights, right? Yeah, they all like just three dropped them. Full on fights, yeah. Yeah, three full on fights. Tortorella going down the other tunnel. It was just that one was crazy, but I'd love, yeah, like I mean that's why I said you know the the punch up and wherever with the World Juniors. Yeah. Or that like, is... yeah, like, yeah, that's got to be up there. Yeah, there's some. I mean. Yeah, we could go on and on about iconic, iconic hockey moments, really. But perhaps we'll, we'll maybe save some of that for a later episode of the podcast. Uh, maybe we can have like a summer series or something. A su- oh, a summer series. Or, okay, have you, I was thinking about that because we always, you know, take, we, we, we don't plan these things out particularly well. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Like we usually just kind of sh- I, you we show up on this call and I'm like here's what I was thinking and it's like yeah 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 sounds good let's just roll with it, uh but yeah definitely a future series I was thinking too have you started watching the new Mighty Duck series? I have I haven't seen the latest episode so no spoilers oh, if you yeah, have and so I was thinking we could do a series where we would break down like the episodes. Here's the problem with so that. I haven't watched any of it. Here's the problem and I, this is not a spoiler. It's gonna be a spoiler, isn't it? It's not. It's addressed for a younger audience. I, I'm very aware. That's that's the only issue. Like it's it's good. Like anytime I mean, obviously you have you seen any trailers? Do you know about the plot at all? Uh, yeah, I know what the tra- the Dutch are the bad guys, right? Yeah, yeah, but like you know Gordon Bombay comes back. Yeah, of course, Coach Bombay. Anyways. Anytime- Who is not a great coach to begin with? Honestly, doesn't seem like a great person in general. Um, no, it's not. A, it's such a weird movie. It's like a kid's movie where like one of the main characters is just very much not a good person. It's a very weird setup. Here's my problem with the the thing is it's really obvious that the main characters cannot play hockey or skate. No. So, and I don't think they do a really good job with the body doubles. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes the body doubles look like they're like they're twenty. Sometimes they look like they're six. So I will watch the entire show just because anytime Gordon Bombay is like on there, it's like whoa, like this is pretty darn cool. 
Well, that's the thing, yeah, because like we, we remember obviously the original from when we were growing up and we were kids. It was meant for us. Exactly. Weird show though for, for kids though, like Gordon Bombay gets like a DUI like two seconds into it. So that's just a weird influence on children that like, oh my goodness, if you go and you, you know, you get a DUI, you're gonna have to coach minor hockey. But have you have you watched do you know the movie? Um it's not it's not hockey, it's uh baseball, it's uh the bad news bears. I have, but not in a while. The original 1970s one? Yeah. That movie is not addressed for kids, like, at all. Yeah, uh, there's a lot like, of movies like, like that. Like, there's some very, very offensive stuff that 12-year-old kids are saying, and I'm like, nobody says that ever right now. Like, No. I, I absolutely, anybody, anybody who wants, like, a good laugh, who can take, like, a bit of, like, you know, crossing the line jokes, I 100% recommend watching that movie. Well, yeah, is, and you got to respect, like, the era, too. Like, of course, it's going to seem out of place now. encourages drinking and driving. This guy cannot drive anywhere without opening a beer and putting liquor in it. <laughs> it's, it's an amazing movie. I love it. Um, I, I not a great it. kid's movie, though. Not a great, like, not a great kid's movie at all. Um, but I, I was watching it because it was on, I saw it got added to Amazon Prime, at least in the U.S., um, and I was watching it and I'm like, whoa, like this is, did he just say what I think he just said? And you're like, he probably did. Okay. Uh, but anyways, yeah. So we can definitely talk about the Mighty Ducks, the new one. I've seen most of the episodes. As I said, there's only the latest one I'm missing. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I, I definitely want to check it out. Cause yeah, I know, I know, I know it's, it's going to be meant for kids. That That's the only like, which my thing. So like if, if you were back and. So when I question. watch when I watch hockey movies, I really like the authenticity on the authenticity on the ice. But it's very rare. No spoilers, but it's not really there. No, but like if you were a kid, like let's say you were just like any kid, and you were you started watching this series, like would you enjoy it? Like would it make you like hockey? I think so. Although their team name is, I think, is really stupid. Okay, no spoilers. But yeah, that's <laughs> because because like that's the whole point of it. Like the Mighty Ducks movies, like the like the hockey in there wasn't great either. Like you watch them do the flying V, and it's like that's interference, right? Like interference. But let the record show the flying V was not offside. A lot of people will say it was, but it was not. No, they did a great job with that. The linesmen were on it; they were onside. <laughs> but the interference was just blatant. You got to call that. But like it, like. So as bad as like the hockey is in that, like a lot of people like know hockey from those movies and got into hockey because of those movies and love those movies because of the hockey. Yeah. So, so the question is, can the new series do similar things and help grow the sport? It's hard to say. It's a niche. We... That's the problem. I don't know how many people are watching it. I feel like the, the main draw is... I feel like their main audience is people who remember the original one. See, I think maybe the, the, the audience is the people who remember the originals and now have kids and they show it to their kids and watch yeah. it. Like if I had kids right now, like I'd be stoked to watch that, but I have zero kids. So I, I'm not going to do that. But you know, if yeah, then I don't like, so I'm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm kidding. We're gonna hope. So yeah, I'm very curious. So I'm going to start watching it. I'll let you know. But yeah, could, it's it's a really easy watch. 
Yeah, I, I assume it is. Because, yeah, it's, so I'm looking forward to that. But we could do summer series on that or think of some other things too. Because, I mean, hopefully, you know, hopefully the Panthers are playing for a while. So we have a lot to talk about there. But I, and I, I'm not too worried about that. No, but once, once the season's over, that's when the challenge starts. Yeah, and I think I think we'll, we we already have like a few topics I think that, that we have on the on the boilerplate for for um when we run out of current hockey, but I think we'll be good. Yes, we will figure it out. Uh, but that's still a ways away. Uh, so, anyways, thanks to anyone, everyone tuning into this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday with a brand new episode talking about more Panthers hockey and more just other random stuff. Uh, So thank you for tuning in and we will see you all then. Center, Barkov looking to get a step on Mete.